Hi, welcome to Office Hours, a podcast presented by College Fashionista. It's your host, Amy Levin Klein here. Finding time to make your health and wellness a priority in college can be tough. We get it. Which is why I sat down with Melissa Wood, a certified fitness instructor and creator of the Melissa Wood Health Method. In this conversation, we talk about everything from starting a business to finding healthy choices in a college cafeteria to the importance of meditation. Enjoy this episode. Let's jump right in. I am so excited to be speaking to Melissa Wood on today's episode. I'm a huge fan of yours and I've been following you for a while now, so um, I'm really excited to be chatting. Thank you so much. Thank you. That always just like makes me smile ear to ear and it's so nice to be your guest today. Yay. Well, let's start off. Where are you originally from and did you attend college? I am from Syracuse, New York, and I attended a community college right after high school, Onondaga Community College. I thought that I wanted to go to Syracuse University, and then I ended up moving to New York, which was the best decision ever for me. That's just, I think, and I really thrive with doing. I, I'm not necessarily the, the best with academics. I mean, I'm smart, but it's just not where I thrive. Was it hard when all of your friends were going to college to choose an alternative path? Honestly, it was. I think that's why I thought I wanted to go to Syracuse University. It was more of the influence around me of how like everyone was going away to college and they were having these college experiences. And I thought that's what I wanted because that was the norm and that's what everyone was doing. But I mean, the truth of the matter is my mom couldn't afford it. I didn't get a ton of financial aid and there wasn't a huge emphasis on college in my house growing up. I had four sisters, my parents were divorced and it was kind of like we were all just surviving. I like the skin of our teeth and doing the best that we could. So it was never something that I, I was like, I dream of going. It was more of like the influence around me for sure. So it was, it was hard. I think being at that age, if anything, I like found it like embarrassing. Like I was like embarrassed that I wasn't going to college, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And, and now it's so common for these 18 year olds to do something different. But I agree. I think back when we went to school it was like it was just like a program like you went to high school and then you went to college and it wasn't like I really admire that you kind of had the confidence and decided to do something different what did you do when you first moved to New York I mean I honestly moved to New York on a whim it was like I came to New York for a weekend with my girlfriend who was moving here she was looking for an apartment I came with her for the first time ever coming to New York and I was working in Syracuse as a makeup artist. I was also bartending on the weekends, and I was working at United Auto Supply, an auto supply company during the week. I had three jobs, so I was, like, stacking all this money, saving all of this money, came to New York. I got a job offer when I walked into Bloomingdale's at the Chanel counter, and they asked me if they could do my makeup, and I worked at Chanel in Syracuse, so I was like, oh, that's so funny, and they were like, well, we're hiring. Would you be interested in interviewing? And it, I was like, sure. I guess the drive in me was like it at a young age and just looking back, I'm like, okay, I was clearly fearless. So I interviewed, I ended up interviewing for two hours, got the job. And the manager was like, when can you start? And I just looked at her. I said, give me two weeks. 
I'm going, I'll go back to Syracuse, break up with my boyfriend. <laughs> 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 who I live with. Pack your bags. <laughs> Let me break up with him. And then I will, I'll be here in two weeks. And I just, I don't know. It was like, I had a tunnel vision. I just, I knew it was my opportunity to try a different path. Yeah. And, and you had like confidence in yourself that it would work out in some capacity. I mean, it's so crazy because even now as like an adult woman, I'm like, was I confident? Like, I don't, <laughs> I'm, I must have been because I freaking did it and I did it by myself. It's not like I had parents that paved my way or drove me here. Like I drove a U-Haul with a girl that was moving to New York too. I love it. And yeah, I, I mean, yes, I guess I was. And I, I always knew there was like, something big for me. I just, I felt this like calling at a really young age. I didn't know what it was, but it was more so like I knew what I wanted to emulate. Yeah. As like a girl or a woman, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's definitely inner confidence and having kind of intuition and trust in yourself. And I mean, I will tell you, I am so impressed by the 18 to 22 year old girls that I meet and just how, I mean, maybe they don't feel it in the inside, but on the outside, they are just like poised and determined. And, you know, I think some people just have that, like, have that. Oh, it's unbelievable. I, I mean, I think living in New York, I see that so much. And I'm like, it's it's crazy. But OK, so you graduated community college. You're 21 years old. And, um, you know, you start this job at Bloomingdale's and move to New York. Tell me a little bit more about what else was going on in your world and how kind of fitness started to play a role in your life. Yes. So I was working at the Chanel counter and, you know, a lot of people at the counter were really into fitness and fitness was always something that I was extremely into. The first thing I ever bought myself was a gym membership. I remember, I'll never forget, I was 15, I paid for it in cash, I paid for the year. I think it's always been an outlet and a release for me. I think growing up in a chaotic household, it was like the one way that I could get out and just like let everything out that was kind of going on inside. And, you know, I was working at the counter and I started going out a little bit, like, you know, meeting a lot of people. And then I was introduced to a friend of mine who worked at Marquee, the nightclub, and was like, you would be perfect for this. You should interview. And I interviewed for this job got the job. So I started cocktail waitressing on the weekends. And that kind of opened up like a whole new world for me because a lot of the cocktail waitresses were models. And ever since I was a little girl, I was so in awe of models and was kind of like always drawn to beauty magazines. And it was almost like a dream. Like it, it would be something that was like untouchable when I lived in Syracuse. I couldn't imagine how girls actually lived that life. So I became really good friends with the girls. And then one of them actually introduced me to her agent. And that was a big turning point for me because they really liked me. It was a top modeling agency in New York. And the first thing they said to me is like, you have to lose 15 pounds. Like, it's like, we think you're great, but you have to lose weight. So I think having that instilled in you that you're like, you're not enough as you are really created a bit of an issue for me, but I was already dealing with my own body dysmorphia and I was really weird with food. I hadn't fully developed an eating disorder at that point, but then when 
I started going out and I would come home and I would be drunk and I would binge eat like crazy and like kind of just like eat my feelings. And then I would feel awful about it and I would make myself throw up. So it started off as almost like this little thing that I did that I never thought anything about. It's like, oh, that happened again. And then it became a pattern for me. It was like, that was my release. That was my tool for dealing with stress, anxiety, or tension in my life. And I became addicted to it. I was addicted to that feeling of like having nobody know. It was like my little secret. And as much as it really made me feel like shit, going through the binge and then releasing it, it was like, I was so happy to like get that all out of me. Yeah. I did. I became really obsessive with the gym to the point where I was. So at this point I was starting to make really good money as a cocktail waitress. So I left the job at Chanel and I signed with the agency after I lost all the weight because I, I was. Just so you did. So you lost the and weight. You like you I hit did. the goal they wanted yeah. you to. Wow. Yeah. I lost like a good 10, 15 pounds in a very short period of time, which is so dangerous and I don't recommend it. Yeah. And it's awful that people are told they have to do that because I was so young and just easily influenced by like, I'm going to sign this agency. And I started working out aggressively. Like it was like, I would run in Central Park for an hour. I lived in Astoria at the time and I would keep all of my clothes for the day in a locker at the gym. Oh my God. And then I would go to the gym. I know this was like almost every day. Then I would go to the gym for an hour. I would steam for 20 minutes. I would swim sometimes. Oh my and God. It was literally like, Oh, hours, like hours. Very I hardcore. Life there. Hardcore. But it was consuming me because then it was like, I was restricting calories. I was really living this life of just, I was not even, it wasn't discipline. It was just restriction. And then I would have these crazy, like, binging outbursts, which were, are awful. It was horrible. It was, like, the worst way to deal with everything that was kind of going on inside me. Yeah. How did you pull yourself out of that, that phase? It took a long time. I never like to say, like, oh, you just do this and you meditate and it's over. No, it took a lot of work. And I, I worked with a lot of people. I mean, I hit a breaking point where it was like, I just couldn't do it anymore. It was about five years of doing it. And it was like tearing me apart. So I reached out to a friend of mine who had a therapist that she loved. I started seeing her therapist weekly. That was a big turning point for me because it was, I was committing to myself once a week to see her and I was paying out of pocket. It was very expensive, but I was opening up. I was being honest about everything. And then I would find myself like lying to her at times because I was still doing it and hiding little things. But yeah, over time, I mean, she'd call me out. She knew when I was lying or when I wasn't being honest. So I, I just started getting really real with myself and she helped me understand why I was doing this. This was my coping mechanism for childhood traumas that I had never dealt with that I always kept in and never talked about and listen it's like I can't imagine how my parents had five kids divorced it's like that's a lot of kids no and, and girls so like, yeah yeah and like I always like to say this because I never blame my parents I love my parents I have a great relationship with them 
they did the best they could, but you can't help the way things affect you. You know, like it affects everyone differently. And I just turned to this as my habit. And I started working with a health coach to develop healthy tools to deal with this anxiety that I had. I didn't even know that I had anxiety, but it really was all anxiety, like everything that right. was going on. And I started meditating. I started treating my body differently. I started speaking to myself differently. I read a ton of books. I started gravitating towards people who had that thing. Like, you know, when you listen to someone speak or you watch a you, someone's YouTube channel and you're like, they just have this spark and this energy and this glow. And I wanted that. And I felt like I, it was dull. Like I knew it was in there and I just wanted to be that person. Like I wanted to live in that way and to help, help that just shine through other people. Yeah. And yeah, like that was, that was really, I think through my own struggles, it ended up being my greatest teacher helped me treat my body with respect and in a loving way. And in return, it was like, I just started sharing it. I really started sharing it just like, I wanted to scream it from the rooftops, like you guys. Because you felt so good after like such a, yeah. a dark phase. Such a dark phase. And it was a dark, secretive phase. It was like none of my friends knew, none of my family members. I lived with my boyfriend at the time. He had no clue. I don't think. I mean, he never asked me. Maybe suspicious. But I wanted to help anyone that I could in any way. However, I started doing it, even just like sharing a recipe that I loved or my workout. I started sharing my workouts in little clips on Instagram. And because I moved away from this high intensity, high anxiety kind of workout way of life into something that was really gentle and soothing, but really effective. And I felt leaner and longer and stronger and more beautiful in my body than I ever did. So I started, I mean, it really was like a combination. Okay, I love yoga. I love Pilates. I love some sculpting classes. And I just started putting things together in my own little way, creating these like mini flows and sharing them on Instagram. And and that's, that's what really shifted everything because then I had people like reaching out to me like, you inspire me so much, you this, do that. And at this time, I had not shared that I had an eating disorder. So it was still in me that I hadn't, like let it out. And once I did, once I really opened up and shared my truth of what got me to this place is when my life changed is when I really turned this hobby, this passion into a business, because I saw the impact that it made on people going through even if it's not the same exact experience, something that they could relate to, it was like that's when I knew I'm like, this is my calling. Like this is I am this is it. I put this on this what, Yeah. This is it. A hundred percent. And I thankfully there are people like you and more open conversations because this type of behavior I think is you know, happening on almost every college campus and it's very isolating. And, you know, that early phase oh, yeah. of your life, the 18 to 20, you know, your early 20s, like 
everyone's just so hard on themselves, especially if you're a female. So I think it's so incredible that there are people like you that are open and talk about it. And you're like, hey, I'm here on the other side and like you'll get through it. And here's how you can get through it. And it's a, a very comforting, assuring thing where, you know, when you were going through it, it, it wasn't as like open of a conversation. Yeah, it wasn't. And I think what helped me share it is seeing other people share their story. You know, one thing that I believe it's Marianne Williamson or Gabby Bernstein, and they always say it's like when you share your story, you give others the, the permission to share theirs. And it's like, it's so true. Like you feel this immediate sense of empowerment when someone shares something that you're like, holy shit, I have no idea they were going through that. And that was the thing with me. I was such a perfectionist and was so put together in every sense of the way that nobody knew that about me because I was so good at hiding my pain, which makes me so sad that people live their lives like that. Their, you know, their life like that. And that's why I, I do the work that I do and I share my workouts and, you know, my meditations and just anything to help people feel their best and learn to love themselves. And it sounds so like cliche or cheesy, no. but it really is the truth. What's cool about your career is it it's almost started from like um, a passion and a situation you are in and is developed into you have your own brand and method at this point. So it's really kind of a cool story and you know I've liked watching it thank you so let's talk about present day yeah so your brand today you know you've developed your own method and there's a lot of different extensions talk to me about how you look at your business and where you see things going yeah my main focus right now is just growing my community of like-minded people who love the things that I share and my workout method. So the MWH method is a series of slow controlled movements. I emphasize that because I really think that's where you start to learn how to use your body. And it's just a combination of yoga and Pilates style principles to help you achieve beautiful, long lean lines throughout your entire body. Lines that you didn't even know that you had, because I know for myself, like being such, I was like a workout but I wasn't doing the things that complimented me as a woman. It was like I was doing all these like high intensity, like testosterone building workouts. And then once I kind of like brought everything inward and moved in a way that it was like I liked my body and that I was punishing my body before is where I saw such a shift. So my, you know, my brand is really focused on my workouts and, and bringing those to you at your home so that they're accessible for everyone. I offer the price options that I, I offer for the reason that I want people who don't have the time or the money to, you know, to send it on a gym membership that they can still do something extremely effective and get a greater sense of peace within themselves doing their workout. And that's really my main passion I didn't know like even going back to like when I say like I knew the wellness business was my passion like you know going through everything I went through and it was like I knew this was it but I couldn't put my finger on what it was I didn't know really what my niche was and then it was through sharing my workouts 
in little story clips and that I had partnered with an app, started sharing my workouts on an app. And that ignited something in me that I, I never in a million years, like if you would have said to me, even four years ago, you are going to be in love with sharing your workouts digitally with people all over the world. I'd be like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's going to be it. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it gives me so much joy. Like I can't even express, like just connecting with people from, like if someone writes me and they're like, I'm in Japan, I'm like, you do my work. Like I can't, like it never gets old. Yeah. And it's I such really a rewarding it feeling. Will. It's so rewarding. And just, it's not even about like, of course, we all want results. We desire a, a certain look within ourselves, but it's just, it's more so the, the like mental shift and the, it's just like the way that they start to look at themselves and like just feeling better in your body. And in return, it's like you just start to look better. You start to have that glow and that, like, that inner glow shines out and you can just feel it when someone has that. And, you know, I think my brand is just to continue to really empower and make people feel their absolute best through loving themselves. And like I said, just in return, it's, you just look your best when, when you live your life that way. I always like when I'm out in New York at a restaurant and like I'd like to people watch and you can tell when someone just has that confidence and feels good about themselves, even if like you don't think like their physical appearance is like what you you know necessarily deem beautiful or whatnot. Right. Like the way people carry themselves is or when someone walks into a room in a meeting, I'm like, you wow, like you can conduct a room like there's something about your aura. So um, I believe oh. I believe in that. And I think it's I love know, that, by the way. I love it. So let's talk about some practical advice you could offer to students. So they're heading back to campus for fall. They get very overwhelmed with all of their day-to-day responsibilities with classes and jobs. What advice would you give them to prioritize health and wellness during a stressful semester? So I think I believe that the reason why I'm in the place that I'm in in my life is because of my commitment to meditation. That commitment to the stillness practice in the beginning of the day because it really sets the foundation for the rest of the day, for the, the rest of the way that you'll show up for yourself, to others. And it doesn't have to be this traditional closing your eyes, holding a beautiful meditation pose. I think there are ways to really make it happen every single day, whether you're, say you're a college student and you wake up late, maybe you're hungover from the night before, I don't know. And you have to get to class in 30 minutes. So you're, while you're like you shower and while you're getting ready, you pop in your ear pods and you listen to a 10 minute guided meditation. The shift that you'll have the days that you wake up and commit to something like that, scratch it to the days that if you were just to run out the door, anxiously run to your class that you're late for, it really sets the tone in creating that sense of ease in the way that you move through your day. I cannot stress it enough. I mean, I think ideally being able to guide yourself to a me- through a meditation is optimal because relying on devices, sometimes they die. I think you should always have a way that you can bring yourself there through your breath, even if it's two minutes. Yeah. Two minutes. They say just two minutes in the morning drastically affect your your brain waves 
and the cortisol levels for the way that you move through your day. How long so do you think, meditate I mean, every day? I meditate for 20 minutes every day. However, today was actually one of those days that it was like 10 minutes. And I did it while I was, it's my husband's birthday. So we were running out the door and I went to my girlfriend's dinner last night and went to bed so late for myself and woke up exhausted. But while I was putting my makeup on, I just put the 10 minute meditation on. And it really helps your creative sense come through when you meditate. Because I think we we tend to function on these hamster wheels and we go, go, go. And we see what everybody else is doing and they're creating all these things and you get you feel this just a constant pressure. But when you when you meditate, something moves through you in a different way. And it, listen, like whatever it is that you connect with, you start to become much more conscious and mindful of a person. And I truly believe that's what continues to take me on this path, doing things that I still today can't believe I'm doing. Well, you're convincing me to meditate. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a good commitment and like discipline that you're like, and especially, you know, when you're on a college campus or wherever you're located, it's like, you know, it's something that you can kind of do from wherever. So I like that aspect of it. I'm, I'm going to start to try it and I'll you let can you do know. It. Please. It's actually really, really powerful while you're having a baby in the womb. They pick up on that energy. I believe so it. It's so important. And I, I say play the guided meditation out loud too so that the baby can hear it. Okay, I'm going to try it. I like it. And for all of our listeners, I think it's a good, like, easy thing to add into, you know, your schedule at whatever time. Yeah, because exactly, like, there's nothing worse than waking up after you had a long night out and then running to class. And then it creates tremendous anxiety throughout the day. And then you're studying late for a paper. And it, yeah, it just, like, is a spiral effect. So um, I think it's good to pause and try to do something. 100%. 100%. I have a 10-minute free meditation on my website in the lifestyle section of my blog. And I also share free meditations in my workouts now, which I'll be adding more there. So there's no excuse for free meditations out there. <laughs> I love it. Let's talk a little bit about diet and how eating plays a role in overall wellness and any tips for students because obviously their options are limited. Um, usually there's dining halls and, you know, not as many healthy choices. What, you know, advice do you have there? And, and if you could just talk a little bit more about the role diet plays in, in your life. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to like eating in a cafeteria every day, I mean, listen, I like had a boyfriend who was in college and I, I ate in that cafeteria all the time. So they do offer a salad bar. There's, fruits, there's vegetables, there's a lot of crap, but I, I do think there are options. And you can even buy yourself a little Nutribullet in your room. And instead of maybe eating the cafeteria breakfast every single day, make yourself a smoothie. And you could literally make a smoothie with banana, spinach, water, and blueberries like you don't even need the berries if you can't afford them I think if you have how big are those refrigerators I'm like trying to think I'm like they're very small <laughs> tiny you can keep you can keep a few like bananas don't have to be refrigerated just keep some spinach and berries in your refrigerator and they, listen 
Bananas don't have to be organic. Do the best that you can with what you have. I think just looking at everything that you're eating and just being really mindful, like when you're eating it, how you feel after. Like I'm a huge believer in food combining. I think when you combine certain foods together, you really feel different. It's like the energy of the food just digests faster in your body. So I'm a big, you know, I love smoothies in the morning or a big bowl of fruit. And then maybe after the fruit, I'll have some oatmeal. They have oatmeal there too. And (laughs) I think it's all about just like shifting your perception with what's available to you and making do with like what you have. And I'm a, I can eat anywhere. I tell anyone, don't worry about me. I will make it work. And I always do. And I think that the more that you have that mindset, you'll see things kind of like open up in a bigger way. Um, but you know, even like having like buying some little snacks, like maybe having some almonds or cashews in your room so that you're not eating complete crap all the time, like having little things accessible to you and you don't have to go crazy. You don't have to go grocery shopping and spend all this money to literally buy, like I said, spinach, bananas, blueberries, cashews, and then eat the cafeteria food for your lunch, for your dinner, but have these little things on hand so that you have something accessible and available to you when you maybe are running to class and get really hungry. Being conscious, like thinking before you eat things. And also like, I think the late night eating is terrible in college. So being prepared in your dorm or your apartment with items that you can eat just to like be more balanced because exactly like if you're not eating well like it just stems into like your work and then you don't feel good and then you don't do well in your classes and then you don't get the internship you want I believe so much in you know healthy eating how important it is in every other capacity of your life and I love your recipes so for all of our listeners I think you I I follow your smoothie recipes I think you have such good recipes so and it's easy now yeah I try to make them really easy. They're so easy. I love all these, you know, I follow a lot of these fancy food bloggers and I'm like, if there are more than 15 steps, I check out. Like, I can't, like, what? Yeah. I don't want to do 15, like, it's too many steps. Like, I'm with you. keep it below a number that it's like, you know, it works for everybody. I'm a big believer in keeping it simple. So thank you. Yeah, no, you do a great job. Well, the final Thank advice you. is if you could tell your younger self anything, what, you know, what kind of would you go back and say to yourself at 18 years old? Oh, God, this is such a good one. I would say to my younger self, be who you are. Because I tried to be the girl who had all the money that lived down the road from me, who had all the nice clothes and I tried to be something I wasn't for far too long. And I believe that's where you live your life in comparison. And when you just own who you are and you own what you love and you own what you're good at, it it really um, just brings to the surface like the beauty of who you are and like the gifts that you can give when you when you really live your life in that way. It's beautiful. Well said. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And I know our listeners will love hearing your advice. And 
We will share all the links to your site and everything that they can continue to follow your workouts and your recipes. And so congrats on all your success. It's really, it's an awesome story and um, very inspiring. Thank you so much, Amy. It was so nice. And I'm, I'm so excited to connect with your listeners. Thank you, Melissa, for joining Office Hours and for all your advice on maintaining a healthy lifestyle. Thanks to you, the listener, for tuning in. Bye for now.